0: Hi, this is Eric Lyman, ace assistant winemaker here at Judd's Hill. I've got Judd hauling some hoses through the cellar, so I'll be introducing today's show. Oh
1: man, these are heavy, (laughs) Eric.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Uh, I'm a big sports fan and excited to say that the legendary voice of Napa Valley Sports, Ira C. Smith, is Judd's guest on the show. We'll hear stories of his 40-year career here and get to know the man behind that voice. It's going to be a good one. Before we get to the show, I'd like to invite you to come see me and Judd here at Jud's Hill. We'll show you a good time among the vines here on the south end of the Silverado Trail. Visiting information can be found at Judshill.com. While on our website, be sure to have a look at the recipes, poetry, and funny videos. Also, check out our bottle blending day camp to make your own wine with us. Before you log off, put some wine in your shopping cart too. As a special treat for you as a listener, type in coupon code JNVS at checkout and get 15% off your entire wine order. For an even better deal, sign up for Jud's Hill Wine Club. It's free to join and you'll get all of our wines with my personal guarantee that every bottle will be a dandy. You'll also get invitations to great events and plenty of other perks. Plenty of fun to be had around here. And now, Play ball. All right,
1: where do you
0: want to put these hoses? <laughs> on the rack.
2: Everyone's a fingal friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show, on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. And now, live from the 1440 KVON studio in the beautiful Napa Valley, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show. I'm Lord Bull, and here's your host...
1: John Fingleside! Good morning, Mr. Lauren Mole. How are you? i doing good, Judd, Top of the day. Top of the day and top of the year. It's our first show of the new year. That's right. Happy New Year. What
2: did you do over the holidays? Well, uh, we had my grandparents come down here from Lake Almanor, uh, and my uncle came down here from San Pablo. How nice. You guys were all together. Did you ring in the new year together? No. my, my That was mom Christmas. And dad w- yes, well, my mom and dad were asleep. I rang in the new year myself. What'd you do? I stayed up to watch Ryan Seacrest and the ball drop. Oh, exciting stuff, huh? Oh, man, yes. And believe it or not, we are just 359 days away from the next ball drop.
1: I'm holding on to my seat as we speak. It's going to be exciting. It is. You know, I've become one of those folks who doesn't always stay up till midnight anymore. You know, there was a time. There was a time for that, but I get tired. What are you going to do? And a couple glasses of champagne in me, and that's that. But how's the year? Is it uh, off to a good start for you? We're, oh, it is. We're about a week in at this point? That's right. We're just six days in. How How are your resolutions holding up? Uh, they're holding up pretty good. Yeah? Did you make any uh, big ones? No, I'm, I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> okay, no hurry, no hurry. Well, let me know when you get there. I can help you. Uh, help sure. motivate you. Uh, sure. Uh, but but what else has been going on? Oh, uh, tell me.
2: Uh, sure. I've also been enjoying my new job as a
1: courtesy clerk here at Raley's. That's right. I popped in. I saw you. I saw you... Uh... Courtesying. Well, I actually wasn't on work yet. But you were being very courteous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so folks can drop in the South Napa rallies and say hey to Lauren Mole. See that handsome face beyond, uh, behind the amazing voice in person. Great. So what's going on with you, Judd? Anything going on over at the winery? Yeah, as a matter of fact, actually, thanks for asking. Uh, it's the new year. We're excited to you know to still be there. This is this is our twenty sixth year now that we're entering as Judd's Hill. Very exciting, and we do have a party coming up. I'd like to let folks know it is our pre Valentine's Day party. It's February eighth, so about a week ahead. It starts at noon. It goes till two thirty. It's a chance for our wine club members to come pick up their wine and have a great time, but also the public is invited as well. If you're not a member of our wine club if you are by the way then entrance is free but if you're not it's 45 dollars. there's going to be wine entertainment uh shoulder massages all included and not by me actually professional massage therapists will be there to do that if anybody would like to go just email our wine club director cindy c-i-n-d-y cindy at dot hill.com and that's february 8th noon to 2 30 cool not bad I don't think it is bad at all. I have something really good, though. What's that? That is our guest today. Ah. He's sitting right here being very patient.
2: Yeah, he's sitting right next to me. And while
1: you introduce him, I'm going to move this screen because I can't see him. On being a
2: sports fan, Judd pleads the fifth. But our guest's level of devotion does approach myth. He's an icon of Napa and beyond. And we're proud to be with the legendary sportscaster, Iris C. Smith good morning
1: Iris hey Smith. good morning guys
3: what what an introduction <laughs> but you know we need to have lauren sing that if he could sing an introduction that would be so cool
1: lauren you want to give it a shot no or should we re- not no, to no not today not, not.
3: okay but he's got such a nice voice and uh, does such a good job in singing
1: oh he does and he's a member of the uh terry bradford napa valley community chorus and i've i've seen him on several occasions singing the kids got talent. Yeah, AT and T Park. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Coliseum. How many? How many professional sports venues have you performed at? So far, two. <laughs> two. The you Col- enjoy that? Oh, I do. Yeah, good. Now I have probably two of the greatest voices here in napa valley sitting with me you do sound good I, oh lauren you're looking at lauren you're looking at me no, i'm looking at you <laughs> oh well you're the i wasn't dog. i wasn't considering myself in there but thank you so let's see if we can get this I, I i might my brain might just explode from amazing voice overload but let's let's find out a little bit about iris c smith you have been on the air here in napa valley this is now your 39th yes 39th uh, year correct amazing boring huh yeah, very boring. But, you, but your career in broadcasting goes back further than that. Give me a little history about, about your, your career. Well,
3: it actually started when I was in the Army. Yeah. I was first uh, a clerk, and I was in the public information office, and the major in charge, James Bradley, liked the way I sounded. Good morning. This is the public information office. May we help you? <laughs> I and so he decided to put me in as a broadcast specialist, and it was fun. So when I got out, I uh, worked for a little bit time as a credit administrator with a large company back in the Midwest, mm-hmm. then worked on weekends as a radio announcer at a, kind of a small station in the Fort Wayne, Indiana area, and enjoyed that more than I did uh, my regular job. And so I decided, well, if you enjoy it, pursue
1: it. And yeah, anyway, absolutely. So then I started doing it. So it became... You got into this basically on orders in the military. It sounds well, like <laughs> from uh, going in to serve. You will well, I, that was be a, a broadcaster. To me,
3: that, that's right. What did they have you doing as an army broadcaster? Various things. We would have m- meetings as far as the uh, troops, and I would read the news, telling what has happened. I would go to local radio stations. Uh, I, at the time, I was at Fort Lee, Virginia, and I would go to. Um, Two stations in Petersburg and one in Hopewell, WHAP, in Hopewell, Virginia. WSSV in uh, Petersburg, Virginia, and uh, that type of uh, thing. And I'd be a liaison... With the military. I would tell on the radio what was happening at the Post and when there was an open house, what people could do, or different things that were happening. If uh, some people with the military uh, did something special, we would talk about that and congratulate them. That's nice. Talk about uh, various things uh, that. were relevant to the military community and
1: hoping to tie in with the uh, civilian community. I see. And if there was an open house, you'd be on the air saying, if your last name is between A and D, bring a casserole, and E and F, bring a salad. <laughs> no, we, these, no? Okay. We, we didn't do broadcasting at the uh, the
3: open house. This, oh, these okay. were on the commercial radio stations yeah, uh, sure. where they gave us time for the military mm-hmm. to, to talk about. Uh, and we, we'd play records and things, too.
1: Yeah, that, sounds, that yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. Obviously, you loved it. It you was continued. Fun to do, yes. Was your background, it wasn't in broadcasting, but what no. were you doing before that? My college degree was up?
3: in business administration. Mm-hmm. And, and this so. is back in Indiana? Is that it's, where you're from? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct. And uh, it was something that seemed to be a practical thing to do, to get into sure. the uh, business field. But it was uh, not what I, I did not like the desk aspect. it have to be something where you were out and about more instead of just being behind a desk. Not now understand. I'm behind a desk to
1: look at a basketball <laughs> game or football right. game. You're behind a football game. It's not
3: exactly a desk, but it uh, is something that it's exciting to be.
1: Well, you're part of some action. You're Yeah, yeah. you're part of a game. It's sports. It's, yeah. it, well, what got you into the sports? I mean, why sports? Of all the things you could have got into in broadcasting.
3: In Indiana, there are not that many things to do, particularly in the winter. So you follow mm. basketball. Sure, and, sure. Uh, that you become... Uh, from the small community where I grew up, uh, that was the thing. So you got an early interest in uh, in sports, and mm-hmm. then that carried on. Just Well, that makes a lot of sense.
1: You did some comedy as well, I understand. I did.
3: I, I did. If you consider a pantomime of uh, recordings uh, – comedy, (laughs) I tried that. This was not on radio, though. You can't do Panama. on radio very effectively. No. was. This is just the opposite. On radio, you can hear me, but not see me. Uh In Panama, you can see me, but you don't hear me.
1: So describe the act. I'm really curious, because you actually got this all the way to the the famous Ted Mack amateur hour, right? That's that's right. In New York. Flew me to New York. So what was your act? Well, a friend of mine
3: and myself were uh, co-chair for a talent night, and we were having trouble finding people that would come out. So, we decided we would do some pantomimes. And uh, we did. They went over real well. And so we were going to college, and he was going to Purdue, and I was going to Hanover. And so it uh, was interesting enough that I uh, pursued that on an individual level at uh, college and would do it on uh, various occasions. A, uh, uh, the one that I did on the Ted Mack show was the Indianapolis 500. Mile race. The uh, announcer, and uh, you know, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful day for the race. not a cloud in the sky. 150,000 people are waiting for the great event. What a spectacle! What a wonderful <laughs> spectacle! But you know, I was minding this. It was actually a Doodles Weaver dance of the hours.
1: Oh, Doodles Weaver. Yeah, incredible. From the Spike Jones Orchestra. That's right. Yeah, that was the one. Oh, no kidding. So I'd love to look this up and maybe, can we bring it back? Can we bring this act back? And do it on radio. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, we do a web series at Judd's Hill. Uh, maybe we can get you on camera doing that again. And so, so you got to fly to New York. You did this Doodles Weaver, Indianapolis 500. How did it go over? Well, I didn't win. Oh. No.
3: But some people that won included Pat Boone. He won at one time. He wasn't there oh. when I was there. but
1: No kidding. Did you spin the wheel?
3: Uh, that Ted Mack did ah. for the how many time? Yeah, this uh, I think this was his last season. Might that might have been what <laughs> finished <laughs> he, him off? You huh? got him
1: canceled. <laughs> yeah. He was famous for the spinning that wheel, and he round I and round she goes. Exactly, <clears throat> keep going. That's he came up and with this. where he stops? Nobody knows. So. Right, he made that phrase famous. You hear mm-hmm. that at uh, wherever wheels are spun today, you still hear that phrase. Nice guy, low key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good experience. Did you continue uh, doing this comedy act? Or did I you did it in b- the
3: military. For, for We would have uh, shows that, that uh, the base would put on, and so I would do a, a comedy, uh, one of those pantomime routines
1: uh, in the show. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Any footage? Footage. Is there any footage of it? Did they have their uh, cameras rolling for the newsreels and for the uh, TV audience at home? Or uh, There probably is <laughs> <laughs> some someplace, but I don't have I'd it. I'd love to see that. Okay, so... Did a little comedy, but sports seemed to be your thing. Fun. And it was basketball. Is that well, that's what out? my main thing was? Basketball. Being from Indiana, that from makes in sense. Indiana, yeah. And how did it progress from there? Well, I've got two games
3: tonight. We'll be broadcasting both the girls varsity <laughs> and boys varsity over at Justin Siena tonight. Go on at five forty-five, and we'll finish at about nine forty-five. So I guess it's going okay.
1: Well, that's that. You just skipped about what fifty years worth of <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> stories. So, good. Right Show's in, over. Right into uh, what's happening. No, that's great. That's good. They can tune in here on um, on fourteen forty KVOA. You beginning at uh, five forty-five tonight. Wonderful. Okay, but let let's <laughs> go back. Go back. Um, you got out of the army. Yes, you decided broadcasting's for me. I'm gonna. Stick well, I with enjoyed this. it. At yeah. that point, I was still. I went, went into
3: work with this uh, company in the Midwest.
1: Right, but it was in your. It was in your soul at that point. Like you, you kind of knew you would like to be a broadcaster. <laughs> like Lauren enjoys yeah. what he does. I sure, was enjoying it. And how'd you make the transition <laughs> in?
3: Well, I had just stopped working at the uh, company and went into uh, work full time in radio at a, a little station in. Columbia City, Indiana. Mm-hmm. I was a branch manager, and I did the sports, and did sales, did
1: everything. Wow, so you were knee-deep in it. You yeah, really
3: that was the way. You, you need to get uh, exposure to things, and that's the way to do it. Be a branch manager, and you're uh, exposed to engineering and every aspect of uh, broadcasting.
1: And what were some of your assignments? Did you get into sports right away, or was this DJing? Oh, no,
3: sports uh, all the way. Uh, From the time I got into radio, I did sports. Uh, When I was in Columbia City, I uh, broadcast the first high school championship baseball game. And it was uh, Columbia City was playing in that. Then I moved to Marion, Indiana, and was in charge of a pretty good-sized station there in a much larger city, and the baseball team went to the uh, state championship, so I broadcast the second Indiana State baseball championship then (laughs) with uh, the Marion team, and uh, both of our local teams uh, were winners, first uh, Columbia City and then Marion. Then I went to um, Michigan and uh, did Michigan football for six years, and then uh, came out here, broadcast a game, Michigan played at Stanford at Palo Alto, and thought hey, this is a nice area here. And we took time to drive around the uh, area. And then when I got back to Michigan, I, I scraped the windshield, got
1: the shovel ready to shovel snow, <laughs> and I
3: thought, wait a
1: minute. <laughs> Maybe California's not so bad. And when you said you drove around the area, was this the Greater Bay Area? Or you it came was, down
3: up? as far as uh, Monterey and the Monterey Peninsula and mm-hmm. uh, up up around this uh, area. It didn't go any further. Farther than the Napa area, so we didn't go too far north, but went quite a ways south. But you did get to Napa? Uh, Got to the Napa Valley. We really didn't go into Napa. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, just.
1: All right, so that begs the question when you decided, all right, no more snow shoveling and ice scraping, California's the place to be, how did you land at Napa?
3: Uh, a guy named Tom Young, who owned the radio station, oh, had sure. an ad in the periodical called Broadcasting Magazine, mm-hmm. and there it lists uh, job opportunities, and, okay. and Tom had one about Napa. So I inquired about that. He s- sent me a note back and said, it sounds interesting. I sent him a tape mm-hmm. from a Michigan game. that I think it was Michigan-Ohio State oh. game that I had done, so he liked it. He brought me out here to check
1: the station out and all, and we agreed on things and so that's how it got started and were you covering the local sports of greater bay area sports were you doing play-by-play when, when, when i came when, out here? when you started here at kvom basically the same thing i'm doing now really, really. You've been yeah. at it ever since yeah I've
3: been doing a few things uh, as i like like for eight years i did the sacramento kings pa and that was that was fun
1: yeah i want to talk about that too how how that came about your sacramento kings
3: <laughs> I said, I did that for eight years <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I have to admit, I don't know a whole lot about sports. I enjoy going to games. But you know, you know one thing—you know a yeah. lot about music—and yeah. I'm going to kind of turn the table on you. Oh, right okay, now. you can when ask did, me questions. That's when fair. did
3: you get uh, your interest in music and entertainment? How at, at what age? At what age? Yeah.
1: Wow. niche I don't know. My but, folks. I mean, you know, anybody
3: st- that can play the ukulele <laughs> has to have an interest <laughs> that
1: goes back. <laughs> I guess it goes back. You know, my folks started me in piano lessons when I must have been five or six. Wow. And I not only enjoyed playing piano, I'm not that good at it to this day, but I still enjoy sitting at a piano. And I enjoy it when there are people around and we can all sing together. So I think that that started it. Uh You know, just being able to play a song and have people join in, I don't know, started my interest in wanting to... Entertain. Well, you've combined
3: it nicely with your winery because you yeah. have events where you use entertainment at your uh, wineries. Yes, you...
1: yes. We we've, For years, we had music. Now, we've been having a little bit more um, magic, other forms of entertainment. What we try to do is keep people guessing as to what they're going to experience when they come to an event at Judd's Hill. We have our Hanukkah nanny every year, and that format kind of stays the same. People love that party. And we're not going to change it, but every other party, uh, we want people to show up and say, oh... Look what's happening now. But thanks. Yeah, I do. How'd you come
3: up with the name, Judd's Hill?
1: (laughs) Okay, let's see. I'm not sure. I'm the one that came up with it. My family had built Whitehall Lane Winery back in the 70s up on Highway Mm -hmm. 29 between Rutherford and St. Helena. And it was sold in 1988. My folks had another wine project they were starting up and needed a name. And although they've never admitted it to me, um, I guess I could... Ask my mom after the show. She's probably listening. Mom, if you want to call in or text me, feel free. I think it was their way, you know, putting my name on it Uh was their way of, you know, sucking me into the business. Because as a teenager, I really had no interest in being in the wine business. Uh I'd grown up in it. I'd done it. I wanted to go to school and learn about radio and television. I just was interested in that. And that is what I did. My degrees in... One uh, of the great television things production. Too
3: about you, if you're in the winery business, the same way you prepare for your radio, and I think that is great. Oh, the
1: fact that I actually have some notes here, yeah, <laughs> you <do prepare. laughs> and you get bring Lauren in with you that's that's another positive. Hey, Ira, re- I have a degree in radio and television production, so you know, I learned a thing or two, you know, you got to have. Mm-hmm some professionalism, and that's why I bring in Lauren to add a little professionalism to this show. And yeah, he <laughs> keeps getting better, too. You know, Lauren's incredible. As, as does your show, too, I mean. Well, thank you. You know, you are one of the few people that I know, you know, including my mom, who I'm sure is listening now, you listen regularly. I can, mm-hmm. I can see you out through this glass window in the studio. You come out and sit, and you might be reading the paper, but you turn around mm-hmm. once in a while, and you give me a thumbs up. Uh, you let me know you're liking the show. So I'm I was a little nervous having you in because you know what to expect. I kind of like to keep my guests on edge once in a while, and I'll be surprised throw things at them. But uh, you kind of know what's coming, so I might have something. I might have something up my sleeve. Uh. Where were we? We were talking about your we were talking about sports. Your, right, I had to shift. That, that's Kings. okay. That's All fine. Right. I like having a conversation. It can be about you, about me. But the Sacramento Kings thing, I think, is is very cool. You know, thousands and thousands of people know the voice of. Iris C. Smith, because oh, we had of 17,307
3: that. 17,307 or something like that at uh, Arco Arena. Yeah. Which has changed its name, but. That's what it was when I was there. Mm-hmm. Were there any uh, highlights? Did you get in on some of the action? Were you? Well, that's when the uh, Kings were good, two thousand through two thousand seven season.
1: And it's you. You said you you uh, you called those baseball games, the championships back yeah. in, and they won. You were the yeah. But unfortunately, <laughs> the Kings, the Kings didn't
3: win the championship this time. No. A guy named Robert Ory got the yeah. ball from a long uh, rebound and uh, popped it in, and the Lakers. Uh, Beat the Kings in what was the, the turning point of a, a big series. Oh,
1: wow. Still uh-huh. still see that. Can I ask you for an announcement? If I set it up, will you give me the proper announcement? Okay. Well, well I'll try. Okay. Yeah. Let's say there is the, um, the face-off during the first frame, and all 11 of the Kings on each side, right, are there for the coin toss, and you say— Now, wait a minute. You
3: got the Kings. That Now, you're talking football. The Kings are basketball.
1: Okay. So, okay, it's That's... the first frame— of first, the first quarter, the, of the period. Wait, what sport if, are we talking? If, <laughs> with,
3: if your periods or frames, you're probably talking hockey. So we got football, we I got uh, hockey,
1: we got basketball. Okay, so this is like it's the seventh inning. Okay, now we're to baseball. Oh jeez, <laughs> why don't you just go ahead and give me an introduction? Because I don't know what I'm talking about.
3: Well, as I said there.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back to Arco Arena after that great
3: trip they had on the road. Here they are, your Sacramento
1: Kings.
3: (sighs) Wow. That's how we go.
1: Fantastic. That sounds fun. That must have been a great time. It was.
3: It got a little hectic uh, back and forth there for every game for eight years. Oh, back and
1: forth from Napa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they make you part of the community? Were you part of that whole Kings? Uh... Well, I was, you know, part of the uh, you know the staff there, I guess you'd say. That is cool. That is cool. So, Napa now, you're entering your 39th
3: year. Well, working halfway at this station. through the 39th year. Okay. Starting in July, it'll start the oh. 40th.
1: So here we are, Lauren. You you were saying it, you thought it was forty years, and you're right. Forty years starts now. Wow, forty years of Napa Sports with Ira C. Smith right here. I've got. I don't even know where to start at this point. I want to ask you about some highlights, things you remember. You're such a trove of information of the past forty years of of the community and what's been going on. Do you do you want to take it from here? Do you want to tell well, me some? You know,
3: there are so many highlights, and I made a list one time of some of the exciting games, including uh, basketball games when Napa High went uh, over to uh, Pleasant, uh, Pleasanton. And came back with a big victory. Pleasanton was supposed to win the state championship that year. And the officiating was very poor in favor of the uh, team from Pleasanton. And mm-hmm. all. But Napa prevailed, and that, that was uh, one of the most exciting basketball games I have uh, done. And, of course, when you look at football, winning the section championship for Napa High yeah. back in uh, 2007, that was an exciting game. A lot that, of excitement that, that, around here. Was, uh, there are there so many. You know, the Justin Siena girls playing for a state championship twice. They uh, <laughs> almost uh, won way back. Uh, still see Patty Schiller, the free throw line. Score oh. tied. Time had run out. She was fouled. She has two free throws. She makes one of the two, and Justin Siena is state champion. Wow. But she missed them both. Oh. They went to overtime and lost.
1: Oh, yeah. man. But, you know, there are so many that are uh, – are, are positive though it's hard it's hard to single out one yeah and there's a lot of time and you focus mainly in napa because i know uh san helena yes. had a couple state championships while you were in town in the uh, early used to be really volleyball volleyball i'm talking oh, about volleyball that, yeah. they were really yeah. great yeah yeah they for years
3: uh, were unbeaten and napa high you know they were unbeaten in uh volleyball for a long time when Barbara Franco who is now principal was their uh, coach and you know, they went to Down South to Huntington Beach for a state championship to yeah. take or take on Huntington Beach for the
1: state championship we went down broadcast that volleyball match wow how exciting yeah. The kids must love that, having their entourage of broadcasters. The media is following them down the state. Well, it's our pleasure to do that. I mean, that's why we're here. The more local we can do, the better. I couldn't agree more. I love the fact that this station has been here for so long. How many years, Lauren Mole? Let's see, 67 years in the same location. Fantastic. There's just nothing like having local broadcasting, you know, to keep that sense of community let people know what's going on, certainly give the kids this boost of morale that the communities around them, there's a way for people to tune in and follow. A lot of positive with our local youth.
3: You know, we are in a fortunate situation here i think in this uh, region not just napa but around the uh, the bay area
1: that's big for you is being a part of the community i'm going to quote uh, something i read about you in the napa register from okay. a few years back they did one of their 10 question bits and it this time it was ira c smith and the question is what's your favorite gift to give and i'll just read your answer if you don't mind you said it makes one feel good to give of oneself by volunteering you give back to the community There are so many ways to assist worthy causes. And you're not all talk. I mean, I know that you have been past president of Kiwanis, and I imagine you're still active. Yes. You've been a Napa Chamber of Commerce ambassador. You were the Napa Chamber Volunteer of the Year at one point. You involved in, I think, Napa Humane. Do you have rescue dogs? I Uh, do. Yeah. So this is amazing. You're not all talk. You're a talker on the air, but you're not all talk. You're a man of action as well. Any other ways you like to be involved in the community aside from you know being the voice of the community sports?
3: Well, I like to get involved with tennis. That's a good recreation, oh. but that's from a selfie standpoint. Oh, okay. But it that's g- right. It's out there, and I have um, participated in that for many years.
1: Sure, sure. And you do some MC work, I think, as well. I do that, yeah. For a lot of these charity functions that go mm-hmm. on. Do you want to give any plugs for them? I mean, we've got We've got Tom. I'd love to hear what some of your favorite organizations are that you're involved well, with. Well,
3: you mentioned about uh, Kiwanis yeah. and their annual Kiwanis Crab Feed, which is a big one. Yeah. Uh, it's at the fairgrounds, and they will be coming up on January the 31st. Yes. It'll be at the fairground, and it'll sell out. So if you know a Kiwanian, or you can go online, uh, I think it's org something like that, uh, and get your tickets, but it's uh, going to be... Uh, Saturday night, January
1: 31st. All right, when we get off of here, I'm going to check my calendar. I've always wanted to go to this. For some reason, it's always been on a night when I've either got something else or I'm out of town, but I hear the best stories. It's a great party. There's, I mean, crab galore, wine, good times. So, all right, looking for that January 31st. That'll be fun. We're going to have to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to find out all kinds of new and fun things about Iris C. Smith, Napa's voice of sports for the past... 39 going on 40 years. We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley show right after
2: these messages. La, 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 la. At 1440 on your AM dial in Napa. And streaming live in Indianapolis at KVON.com, we're back to Judd and Ira C.
1: Smith. How about that? Indianapolis. That's How did I say that? Indianapolis. Yeah, it's that the was, first show of the year. My, my my pronunciation, I'm a little off. Indianapolis, those are your old stomping grounds. Well, more up in the uh, northeast around Fort Wayne. That's where you're from? Yeah. Cool. Well, wh- wherever you're from, Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, any other cities you want to plug there, Lauren? No. You know, we you could can, plug you can Lauren listen. while we're talking about oh. plugging. I would just say you can I, listen wherever you are via the web, kvon.com. Go ahead, Ira.
3: While I was mentioning about Lauren and his singing and his voice, he is going to be singing at a Golden State Warriors basketball game. Ah! And I, You know who the Warriors are playing? Uh, not yet. Oh, you don't know who they're playing. But he's going to be there in
1: front of uh, 20,000 fans uh, singing. When, Lauren? How do I get tickets? www.everybodystar.org. Okay, so it's part of the organization you work with. Everybody as a start What's the date on that game? March 4th. March 4th, okay. Coming up soon enough. All right, get that on the calendar. Ira, you brought me a gift. I appreciate this. My yep. guests have been bringing me gifts lately, and I I love it. This looks like it's a really cute magician nesting doll. Right, a, in stack, the
3: shi- a stackable uh, Yeah, doll. like those
1: Russian dolls. Uh, right. hmm Shaped like a magician with a funny red mustache. Well, you can open up go and see to... what's
3: inside of that and what's inside of the next one if you want to.
1: Okay, I I think I will. Do you have a few moments? I'll do this. You guys carry on. I'll play with these dolls. Do you mind if I try to share this maybe with a listener? Would that be cool? You, this is your show. Okay. You, you do what you want. In that case, I'm going to. This is a goodie for me, but it can be a goodie for you, dear listener. All you have to do is be the first one to tweet. you got to get on Twitter if you're at your computer or your smartphone. Don't do it while driving, please. Be the first one to tweet getting my hands on Judd's goodies and use the hashtag pound, that's the pound sign, JNVS for Judd's Napa Valley Show. Be the first one in, and you can have this. I'll bring this over to the winery, Judd's Hill. It'll be there for three days, and if you don't pick it up by then, it's mine. This cute nesting doll is all mine. Ira, you've been here since 1976. Right. I first started working here in 1989. Mm -hmm. I was a uh, high schooler at the time, and I got a job as the Sunday night DJ right across this glass window here in the FM studio. You were on the FM. KVYN every Sunday night from six to nine on the Vine with your bud Judd, Mm -hmm. keeping you company before you set that alarm for AM Monday. I never really said that, but December of 1989, there was a staff holiday party, and there was a secret Santa game. You know, everybody mm-hmm. picked somebody else. You know, I don't remember who I got it for, but I've, I went to some trouble, you know, tried to get a thoughtful gift. And let me tell you something. My secret Santa, there was an envelope and it said, hi from your secret Santa. This is not the gift. I will get you something. Trust me. That was 1989. And you still haven't gotten the gift? Were you my secret Santa, <laughs> Ira? That's what I brought you here today to confront you. Find out, were you my secret Santa? Well, I wish I could remember back to 1989. <laughs> well, even if you were, this little nesting doll makes up for it. So <laughs> those were fun times. Let's talk about... Oh, you know, I want, let's get this out of the way, too. I was doing a little research about you online. Uh-oh. You know, I wanted to find out what questions should I ask? What, mm. what direction should this interview take I typed into Google Iris C Smith. Are you aware of another Iris C Smith out there? Of course
3: we're in con- he's in uh, the Toronto, Canada area he sends me uh, birthday cards at christmas cards and we're we're in constant contact with each other we're both iris c smiths
1: okay and is this the erotic illustrator iris no 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 no. he's got
3: a very respectable job and all
1: well but but, because that's who i found there are so many probably
3: that is that i but this guy in canada is is a
1: a good guy and okay well, that's not to say that this fella isn't, but I, my wife was next to me, and I typed in Ira C. Smith. You're the first one that came up, but right under that was this other fella with some images of some of his work. And my, my wife heard me say, "Oh dear," and <laughs> oh, shut down the computer no. real quick. Oh, and I'm she sorry said, to well, say that's not okay. That that's not I'm you, not, and not familiar that's familiar with that one, and that's not your pen pal. And no. <laughs> okay. Just wanted just wanted to, just wanted to um, see if you knew who that was. There was another question that was asked of you during this interview that I mentioned earlier in the Napa Valley Register. It was the ten questions, and I like I like these these little ten question bits. They give you an yeah, idea of who nice these job people with are. That, right now, they don't ask follow up questions though, so maybe we can find out. The question is, which three people would you most like to have dinner with? And you answered Johnny Carson, mm-hmm. Alfred Hitchcock and Danish entertainer Victor Borga. Do you want to elaborate on why these people intrigue you? Well, the talent that Johnny
3: Carson has and it just uh, was interesting. I've read some books about him and uh, it, you don't actually get the true flavor of uh, his work by just watching the show. He, he was a a magician. He uh, does great as far as his uh, comic skits Mm-hmm. He uh, could, could dance. He could sing. Right, he was multi-talented and just like was, you. His, his quick wit was was good. And Victor Borga, how can you beat him? Charles Kennedy, who you may hear, who was our yeah, engineer, is on uh, Saturdays on KVON. That's one of his favorites too. But Victor Borga was such a talented person that yeah. came over. You know, a, a Dane coming over from Denmark and didn't speak English and and yet. Uh, Within a couple of weeks or so, he had was speaking English and got a radio show, and uh, just uh, de- developed and was uh, so humorous with the piano. Yeah, I uh, yeah. if you've ever seen. Oh, it, sure. Uh, some, uh, but uh, and he lived to a ripe old age too. But was yeah. a great guy. And Alfred Hitchcock. How can you beat the suspense oh. and the way that uh, he can twist things around? You have to stay right with it to understand you know there's going to be a twist Mm -hmm. someplace probably with alfred hitchcock presents if you sure it was only a 30-minute show and it uh,
1: had a lot of intrigue you never knew where it was going to end up kind of like a sporting event you never quite
3: know interesting guy to uh, to talk to him on that
1: well victor borga had a famous bit where he did phonetic pronunciation remember this Uh, of course where his his idea was that if you're reading to somebody you should pronounce all of the punctuation marks as well yep. so the folks really know what you're talking about. So, in so you're that going pain, to do that. I'm going to do that. All right. I'm going to do that. Uh, this is fun. Here, this is another question that was asked of you, and it was a question I was going to ask you today anyway, and it was asked of you in this uh, interview, and I'm going to do it with Victor Borga's phonetic okay. pronunciation, with all apologies to the okay. memory of the great entertainer, right. Victor Borga. We're going to give this, this a this shot. This is a classic, by the way. that Victor. Sure. So I should explain. A period makes this sound... A, uh, a quote is, uh, quotation marks. A comma is, or, can't quite do, but, um, and the question mark is the most difficult of all. That's a, yeah. okay. You have to see
3: this. C <laughs> actually going through the uh, gyrations.
1: I'll gyrate for you, Ira. Here we go. This is the question. What does the C in Ira C. Smith stand for? Now, here's your answer. There's no actual name for the C. If you say Iris C. Smith, it almost sounds like Iris. The C separates it so it doesn't sound so much like a flower. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That was my Victor Borga phonetic pronunciation. So the C doesn't stand for anything, really, in Iris C. Smith? That's
3: right. That's... uh...
1: Well, it, it's there. It it's there. It's, it stands for the consummate professional. Was that something you adopted when then you got into broadcasting uh, in the uh, army? It Was or? given to me. Oh, it's given to you.
3: As far as the name, yeah. Oh, I mean what, that's that's what? my real name, Iris C. Smith.
1: Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, so. I see. But you 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 adopted the C as part of your professional name, so it's not to be Iris. Myth.
3: Well, I mean, <laughs> it's my name, so I mean, I'm mean, ju- i just using my name.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. But, you know, I could put my middle initial, but I don't. But I yeah. see it makes a lot of sense for, yeah. for pronunciation. Well, there was another guy that uh, I really appreciated uh, was uh,
3: Howard K. Smith. He used to work with uh, CBS, and I had the good opportunity of uh, studying the BBC over in uh, London. And Howard K. Smith was my contact. And, of course, here's a guy with the same last name, and he used his middle initial. And was um, one of I thought the outstanding uh, newscasters on uh, CBS and at mm-hmm. this time he w- was their uh, correspondent in uh, London and so I got to know it but he was Howard K Smith
1: very good following in the tradition mm-hmm. so it's been almost 40 years you've been here things really have changed in the world of broadcasting oh constantly I mean, since yeah. you started you know in the army what would you like to see happen right here in our community with This station? How would you like to see this evolve? How would you like to see this business continue? What do you see as the future? What would you like the future to be? Well,
3: if you say the likes, is when I came here, we did both radio and television here in this uh, same building. So we would do a report on uh, radio. Uh, Pat Stanley, Jay Getting with uh, news, and I'd come in with uh, some sports. George Carl would come in with some type of humor. And uh, then we would turn right around and uh, do it in front of the cameras on uh, TV, which was on cable. It was Viacom, I think, or maybe it was just before Viacom that uh, we would do this. And we had a fun time doing it. We were kind of a family there. We you know, we yeah. en- enjoyed uh, each other. And and so that that was something I, that would be fun to see is to have it uh, simulcast, to have it be on both the... Uh, TV and radio.
1: Lauren, do you want to pipe in this is something you've talked about for some time, that you'd love to have some cameras in here to show what we're doing?
2: Yeah, well, that's because there hasn't been a TV station in this building for so many years.
1: And I didn't realize until this very moment that there really had been a TV station here. I know there's an old logo on the outside of the building that shows a TV camera, but... Mm -hmm. What did I know?
3: Now, this, this is the main studio here. Uh, we did not have the FM at the time. Mm-hmm. So this was a big studio where the, you just take out that wall that goes into the, the FM uh, down to where the newsroom is. And that was the control room then for the TV where the, the newsroom is. It's a good size studio. And it was a good size studio, yeah.
1: What type of programs were you... Local.
3: We did local. They say Pat Stanley, Jay Getting with the News. But
1: were you doing Uh, any of your comedy bits? Uh,
3: Oh, you know, they would have some features and things, but uh, the the most important thing that we were doing with it was uh, keeping the community abreast with uh, our news reports.
1: Which I think is just crucial, Mm -hmm. crucial here. And, you know, when the earthquake came in August, it, it couldn't have been more apparent that what this community needed was a local source
3: of information or flooding any anytime or anytime you hear a siren you should be able to turn on the radio and find out what what happened yeah I I, I couldn't agree more I give a lot of credit and, you know you have to give a guy named Pat Stanley a lot of credit whenever yeah, something happened that. he
1: was on it yeah wow and and I'm just gonna get back to the earthquakes I do want to give them a, some credit I mean Larry sharp our GM here and Ben Webster the engineer I mean bolted here in the We hours in the darkness got this station up and running because it was knocked off the air. The power was out. They got a generator going. They got the hookup to the transmitter and started taking calls and getting information out there. Because San Francisco, it took quite some time before they realized the station's there. They weren't knocked off the air. But, you know, maybe they heard there was an earthquake. They didn't realize how serious it was. So it took some time for news to start happening. But having a local source of information just – it's what – it's, it's crucial. Well,
3: that's what it should be. Yeah. That's that's what a station should be. It should be there for the community. So you'd like and, to see that continue on? and? Well, yeah, I'd like to see the station be as, a, as active part of the community as possible.
1: And, and you are certainly a part of that. Any predictions this year in local sports?
3: Uh, well, I'd like to see uh, Oregon beat uh, Ohio State on <laughs> uh, Monday night. That's uh, Monday national night. Yeah championship uh, game I like the way the Warriors are playing basketball uh, they had an easy time beating OKC last night yeah. uh, and that's something that people are looking forward to as far as that matchup and the Warriors defense was uh, really good and so if you have a good solid defense that can be uh, a constant whereas offense will fluctuate it'll be mm-hmm. good or bad or so so but you, if you have solid defense you can keep that uh, consistent and uh, they seem to have a good uh, hold on their on that aspect and it was great to see the giants win their third world series championship in five years that sure. was uh, a big thing uh, I, I was disappointed and as for most people about the 49ers this year they they uh, seem to have a good team coming into the season they got a fairly good start they beat dallas which was something that uh, was kind of surprising but dallas is now into the next round of the and the 49ers did not make the playoffs. Internal strife was the, the problem there. The uh, mm. Yorks just
1: didn't get along with the Harbors, Harbors mm. and uh, that, that was a disappointment. I'm just nodding, and will agree with everything you <laughs> say, <laughs> because I maybe don't quite quote-unquote follow sports, but but good. How about, how about here in the Valley? Well,
3: uh, last year we had some great basketball from Justin Santa Girls. They went to play for the state championship, and that is tough to get to that point. So that was exciting to have a team go that far for a state championship. The uh, Much of this as relates to Justin Siena. Their baseball team won the section championship yeah. last year. Alan Rossi does such a great job with that. Their football team, they won the section championship. Rich Catrubo, again, handles uh, that program in such a great fashion. And uh, so the Justin Siena, which is academically way up there, uh, now athletically is uh, very competitive. And, and the league they're in, is MCAL, is a very tough league. Most of the schools are considerably larger than uh, Justin Siena.
1: Well, it's great to see them shine. I recall my days playing baseball in St. Helena. And back then our team wasn't necessarily that strong, and it seemed like every other school that we played had the population to support, you know, finding very good athletes, very big, strong people that couldn't in- intimidate us maybe it was just me talking I lasted I lasted one or two seasons but then I graduated to the announcer's booth I was the PA announcer well, for St. Great. Helena ba- I would get sit up there you no know, veterans home where they played for a season while they were getting the St. Helena diamond back in shape and I'd say now batting and I just loved it okay I've got two of the greatest voices that I know and now it's time to have a voiceover voice-off here on Judd's Napa Valley Show how this is going to work We're going to have you go in turn, one-on-one. What's going to happen? We're going to let Ira go first, then Lauren Mole. You have your voiceovers in front of you. Are you ready, gentlemen? All set. We are. Okay, the stakes are high on this voiceover off. Here we go. Now, Ira, the first one for you is a movie coming attraction in the style of a movie coming attraction. Are you ready? In a world where illusions are reality and
3: adventure is the lighted path, there is only one gleaming trail to the truth,
1: Judd's Napa Valley Show. Bravo. I approve. That was wonderful. Lauren, number one, in the style of a movie coming attraction. In a world inhabited by enchanting people, weaving magical tales
2: on a journey of exquisite discovery, you'll find Judd's Napa Valley Show.
1: Oh, brilliant, brilliant, bravo, love this. Okay, Lauren, I'm going to let you go first on this next one. Number two is a radio spot. This is a radio commercial, Lauren Mole. Tune in
2: for the exciting conclusion when we reveal that the whole thing was a dream all along, tonight
1: on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Wait, we're going to reveal that? (laughs) Like, you just told everybody the ending. I just did. That was supposed to be, but that was supposed to be the surprise. They're supposed to tune in and then find out it was a dream all along. You just told them. I have no idea what's going on. Okay, that's how it usually <laughs> goes here. The theme song, by the way, Ira, I don't know if you listen carefully. Um, the theme song that Gordon Lester wrote says, N- No stale script and no rehearsing. That's Judd's Napa Valley show. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, you can see that happening right now. Okay, number two. This is in the style of a radio commercial. Ira C. Smith. Do you suffer from bad breath, a silly walk...
3: Terrible taste and clothing, in solid table manners, and lousy grammar? I'm sportscaster Ira C. Smith. Let me point you to the cure. It's fast action, free, and fabulous. Listen to Judd's Napa Valley Show and become the undreamed of person you were born to be.
1: Oh, I love it. Ah, oh, that was fantastic. I can't believe this. The talent in this room. How are we going to decide who the winner is? Okay, here's what we're going to do. For number three... You're not going to take turns. You're going to do this one together at the same time. Now, Lauren, I'm warning you, Ira might have the edge here because this is a sports-oriented voicing. Are you ready? I'm going to do a 3-2-1, and then you guys are going to go. 3, 2, 1, go! (laughs) And we have it, ladies and gentlemen. We have the winners of our voiceover, voice-off. It's Iris E. Smith and Lauren Mole have drawn to a tie. You both get the year's supply of Turtle Wax, the San Francisco Street... Street, Streets of San Francisco, a Quinn Martin production. What am I talking about? No stale script and no rehearsing here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. I think I'm going to take two. It's a year's supply of (laughs) Turtle Wax, (laughs) the San Francisco treat, and an all-expense paid trip to... Rutherford and that all expenses are paid by yourselves so have fun and enjoy here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Oh you do have fun. Yeah that's it you know if you can't have a little fun what are you gonna have? That's what it's about right. Speaking of having some fun I'm up for another game and now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show. This
2: is Mad Libs!
1: That's right Lauren Moll. Ira you are a listener of this show so I know you know what's about to happen. It was tough coming up with stuff for you. You know, I'd, I wanted you to be surprised here. That's, that's going to be tough. But you know how this works. This is going to be a Mad Libs fill-in-the-word game. Okay. Let's play. All right. Okay. The first thing I'm going to need is a year. 1776. 1776. I remember it fondly. A plural noun. Basketballs. Basketballs. Okay. Going along with the sports theme. Why not? Another plural noun. Another plural noun. Uh, let's see. Would Bush be that. How about skis? Skis, fabulous. We're getting into winter and ski season here. Another good storm, and it should be epic up there on the slopes. Okay, what am I looking for? An adjective. Bush. Wow. Okay. What does that mean?
3: It's uh, something that they have used on uh, television. I think it was uh, Stuart Scott that uh, came up uh, that uh, said that. It's just tossing it out, and it's kind of caught on.
1: Okay. How do you say? It? Is it bush? Bush oh. what I mean, you can say it different
3: ways. Okay, well, I'm
1: going with it. It's a good adjective, I think. Again, how I follow sports. A plural noun. Uh, fans. Fans. Like fans. The, the, the sports fans, I guess. Okay, another plural noun. Uh, sons. Sons. The Phoenix Sons. Phoenix Sons, or I have two sons. Oh, those types of sons. Okay, yeah. let me put an O. I put a U. Now we know. Okay, a number. Any number? Three. Three. Another number. Eight. Eight. All right. And now, finally, a noun, a thing. Okay. Somebody that harvests grapes would be a harvester. A harvester. Okay. That is your noun. This is from the Napa Valley Register. This was the lead up to those 10 questions we read earlier and referred to. This is a little bit about Ira C. Smith from the Napa Valley Register that you have just rewritten about yourself. Okay. Here we go. Ira C. Smith came to Northern California for the first time to broadcast a 1776 football game between the Michigan basketballs and Stanford skis. They go back, don't they? Visiting Napa Valley afterward, now this is you speaking, I thought, wow, this is really a bushy area. Does that fit? Does yeah. that, that work? Is that content? Okay. Sure. He realized that if he lived in California, now here's your quote, I wouldn't have to shovel fans or scrape sons. <laughs> Get your sons to scrape for you. Joining the KVON staff in seven excuse me, nineteen seventy six, Smith has since covered an estimated three basketball games and eight football games as a play by play sports harvester. <laughs> you are a sports harvester. That actually fit really well. Yeah. That- that was interesting. That was fun. All right. So tonight's yes. game. Right, let me ask you oh, a yeah. question. Go ahead. Judd? Yes, Ira.
3: Do you do donuts?
1: Oh, <laughs> you noticed. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, well, I hear that uh, on your program. Yeah, I was, but, I was hoping we could gloss over that. You oh, know what? Right. I went for donuts today, and our place, Buttercream Bakery, closed for maintenance today. Sorry I can't have them. I, I, I got some Tic Tacs in my pocket. Would you like a <laughs> Tic Tac? <laughs> I just
3: know that had been part of your show.
1: So I'm I so sorry. I, I thought I would ask. I owe you. I owe you donuts. Um, all right. We'll, we'll I talk. don't need a donut. We'll talk, and we'll have donuts. Next week, extra donuts are coming. I want to thank you so much for coming on today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, it's fun with you and Lauren. You guys do a nice job, and we appreciate well, it. Well, we have fun doing it, and I appreciate it. Your appreciation. You've been a great support in having somebody such as yourself with you know great stature in the community and a broadcaster with such influence here. I appreciate you coming on. I was a little starstruck having you in, so thanks for bearing with me.
3: Well, you're very organized and appreciate the opportunity.
1: This is Lauren Mole
2: speaking for Jud's Napa Valley Show, a Gilamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.